Well, actually, what would start is the this, the music would play probably. So. Everybody. Hey. How's it going? We're back. We're back. And we're bad. It's been a while. It's the sequel to something that we did as our first episode. Another Easter egg. <laughs> sequel to the first and second episodes. Didn't we do at least two? I think. Yeah. Or three, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It was like the fourth, third yeah. or fourth. We lost count. We got busy. Any about... ties? Any ties on this one? Oh uh, wait, what is this? You mean in season two? This is episode three. Episode three. Is it okay? Yeah. I thought we had three episodes at least, but we must have missed a couple then. Yeah. Just because we're so busy. We are so busy. Everybody's coming back to normal. Like it's coming back. We're opening up, but who is this? We gotta say who this is. What well, are we? Yeah. Oh, this is Are You Ready for the Sex Girls? That's right. A movie soundtrack podcast, mainly 80s films that we grew up to that we like. A movie soundtrack podcast. Usually not typically just the mainstream ones you know, but we're probably going to do a couple eventually, just because there is some good music on some of those. And not saying and, yeah, we, totally we kicked off this. But... Yeah, we, we, well, we, do, we do fan service. We kicked off the season with some fan service. Yeah, we do. All, we get, we go all over the place, but yeah. I, most of the time we pick something that at least one of the soundtrack songs or a few of them have something a little special to them, or the movie has a little something special to it. And so I'll say, little I'll special say, uh, hot sauce, whew, something like that. This one's got this one's got a, is is pretty. I would call it like breezy with an urban edge. Shout That's out, what I would call. Shout out to Beyonce on that one. Yeah. <laughs> what breezy with a breezy with an urban edge? Well, that and the hot sauce doesn't she? Yeah, have hot sauce in it. That too. Maybe that was like five years ago. That that's <laughs> like so at fun. this point, I think that is now like yeah, that reference is like literally ten years old. Most people come to this podcast to get like their pop, like latest pop news. I would think so. Yeah, that's, that's why we this, keep I mean, with this kind of stuff. Yeah, we are and the hot sauce in our inner purse and everything like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from five years ago. So that's what I call the soundtrack we're going to do today is breezy with an urban edge and then just a dash of um, Beyonce's hot sauce on the top. And this is, uh, hey, Omar, eat rock shit. <laughs> I have no, well, I have no, no counter. I have no counter because I don't know what the <laughs> that is. That was for both of us. I'm okay. hey, Omar, and you are eat rock shit. I'm so. eat rock shit, but what? I don't know what it is. <laughs> What? You don't know? No. Well, it has to do with the movie, so I'm not going to say Oh, that. hey, I'm going to rock shit. Yes, now I remember. <laughs> it was my... It was Actually, my... It was a my, my name is... Yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Okay. My name is... The sheep aren't going to be safe tonight. I know. <laughs> Which we will talk about more. I don't want to get too much into that yet. All right, all right. right into the movie, but... In a second, but... Yeah, no, it's feel, I think everybody's feeling good. Life's returning to normal. So, but it's getting everybody, I think everybody's busy. Like, yeah. Figuring out more work stuff and things like that. So, but I think we'll get back on schedule and have 
Oh, yeah, this is season two, episode three or four, three, I guess you said. Yeah, well, I mean, before we went, at our first seasons, we weren't in quarantine, right? We, we were actually no. better at getting everything done. Well, we did one. Partway in, we got into it. But yeah, we were pretty consistent even before. And uh, we're going to, I think we'll get to where we're just get, get into a groove here, hopefully. Because summer's fun to come when it's coming up. We get into, we got to pick probably a summer blockbuster. Ooh, I know. I was thinking. And let's be yeah, honest, this dude. is, this, the one we're doing today was a blockbuster in the making. I think oh, actually yeah. did okay. Yeah. But just, there's so many, so much weirdness to this, to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think the soundtrack is great. And it is a sequel, and people liked the first one better, or critics did, for sure. And then this one was not as well liked, but we'll talk about that a little bit more, too, when we get into it. But, yeah, we, we I think last summer, we're probably going to stick to that, is, like, next month is we pick a vacation-related flick. Yeah. And, um, there's one that we could do pretty easily that mimics last year. Um, and then, uh, I think in the middle of the summer, we, we did like a blockbuster flick. So maybe we'll do that again. So should be a good time to kind of do those kind of movies. It's kind of more of a, a release type of couple of episodes and months, you know, just kind of letting loose a little more mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so to speak. But yeah, we do, like we said, we do eighties movies, soundtracks, ones we like growing up to. And we, um, we run through the movie and some of the actors involved and a few other things they're involved in the 80s and kind of the impact on the 80s, what we think about the movie in general. And then we jump in the soundtrack and run through all the good tracks and kind of talk about the artists and other soundtracks they did and then that, their, that impact on the 80s. And then sometimes we throw in a uh, Takashi Award, which we haven't mentioned in a while, kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, songs that aren't on the soundtrack that are in the movie. And a few other things like that. Um, the Patrice Award, which is basically Sean is always in love with at least one character in the flick. Mm. <laughs> and I, I am too. But I think, aren't you probably a higher percentage of always liking at least one character than me? Maybe not. Maybe it's Yeah. So, I already I This one's going to surprise you on this one. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't think about the award. So I have nothing for that for this one. But <laughs> yeah, I actually don't will, really. But I was just gonna make one up. Something will come to my head. Yeah. So and usually we do a little intro and corrections corner. But just because we continue to be so busy, we're gonna just jump into the movie <laughs> pretty quick here and do the soundtrack format. And I think some people appreciate that if they're busy as well, because we've been running about two, two and a half hours on these. And now with that, with that, we'll probably be like hour and a, hour and a half on this yeah. one. That's and good. what was That's our good. What was our last one? I can't even remember now. Oh, the last few we did? Oh, the last one. <laughs> we, we, did, we did it for so long. What the heck was it? <laughs> oh, oh Billy's Legend of Billy Jean. Oh, yeah. Legend of Billy Jean, which was awesome. Come on. Yeah. It that was, was awesome. really fun. It and was before awesome. Before that, we had the girls on and we did um, one for them. We did Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. And how yeah. did we kick off the year? Dirty Dancing. <laughs> that was the first one we did. We didn't do yeah. it in January. Uh-uh. So okay, we're right. Yeah. We're three, we, we Dirty did. dancing. Yeah, we've been <laughs> we're slacking here. We're lazy as yeah. Let's just so no corrections. Bit. You know, there's no corrections for Billy Jean. That's all right. Yeah. Well, I honestly, yeah, when I've been listening the last four episodes or so, it's been harder to find corrections because I don't know. I wouldn't say we're being conservative in what we're saying, but I think we're we're just becoming like experts or something. Yeah, I think we're just complete experts. <laughs> like yeah. That's why I've been approached by like Harvard or something to be like, you know, some graduate course on 80s movie soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really read the email. 
kind of just threw it into my spam. Check it out later. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> conceited. Like said, oh, well. <laughs> it is what it is. We actually know jack shit. <laughs> yeah. I Literally, it's mostly Wikipedia. Yeah, it's like Wikipedia. And then like I what I'm... For the facts. And then there's no. like two feelings, two yeah. real feelings from each of us that really mean anything. And yeah. like one of them's always wrong. Yeah. I, I would... Wrong. Yeah. And then I would say that what the where we're where you're gonna get for, um, insight from us is when we actually stop thinking about the facts or looking at those things and talk about the music and what it means and where it relates. That's where that's where it really matters. And then for us, it's super therapeutic when we can just relate it back somehow to our lives. And I don't know if anybody else gets anything out of that, but we sure do. And just on a personal level, uh, Kelly has been watching. My wife has been watching the movies with me and listen to some of the soundtracks. So it's been just fun for us to revisit these movies once a month. And um, hopefully you could do the same. You guys could all do the same. And, you know, listen to some of the tracks and just get kind of reacquainted with the past. And for us, when we were growing up, kind of stuff. So it's been it's been fun and ho- hopefully continues to be. And we hope you guys keep coming along on the ride with us. If any. Yeah. If anybody is, <laughs> please. Yeah. If anyone is, if anyone's out there, if anyone out there is really, truly riding along. All right. So should we get into know. it right away? Yeah. Do we want to drop any more Easter eggs or hints? How many more? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas fighting. fighting no, that's too direct. <laughs> donkey. A donkey sits on a little guy, a little actor guy. That's done a movie that we like with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Racism. Racist. Arabic. 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 Arabic, Arabic yeah, Arabic racism yeah. to um, the max. Adult Home Alone in terms of action, but the action's great. But yeah, action like, is great. But kind of. But then like, like, and then just trying to like, yeah, it was like trying to be a funnier Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't know. So many. So many. Th- Maybe if I knew, I, I kind of even forget the original. Maybe that's the problem. Well, yeah, probably people are going to say, so should we just say the movie and then get sure. into it? Sure. All right. Three, it's two, one. The Jewel. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Indiana Jones and the Last Jewel yeah. of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile, baby. It's the Jewel of the Nile. Kind of Woo! like Indiana Jones ripoff, but also has character because Michael Douglas and uh, we're pretty good uh, charisma to them or whatever Slash kind of thing. the third heat DeVito yeah and DeVito it's a threesome <laughs> and, and the people are going to say why are you doing this this is the sequel it's because this has a stronger soundtrack it does have a way and we're unleashing it. one of our favorite 80s artists mm. that we like to do karaoke to yep. we're unleashing the ocean yeah, I say his full name yet, but that should give you a pretty good hint. Yes, if you know anything about Katie. <laughs> but I will and say, I the soundtrack, the soundtrack, yeah. and we'll get into this, has a lot of Islanders on it, and that's it does. cool when it I look at everything, which is pretty fun. And you but it's interesting because they were in, weren't they in like South America in their original one? So that would be more the region. Yeah, <laughs> and then I missed they're in the Middle East, and then the soundtrack is full of like island. Yeah, that's and okay. It's Not interesting. Any of these movies, I think, was completely accurate. Yeah, <laughs> just saying anything that's not like white America is the other world. 
<laughs> and here we go. And look at Kathleen Turner, DeVito, and uh, and Douglas kind of wander through it. But I didn't have a chance to double back on the Romancing the Stone soundtrack, but I don't think it has a very strong soundtrack. I think it's more of a score. But we'll double check because, like we said, we always like to put in the till the prequels or sequels of what we like to do because I think it's fun to follow up and kind of. But, I, yeah, in general, the Romancing the Stone got a lot more. It was the first one, and it was kind of what kicked off the series, so to speak. And then this one came out, and it still did good at the box office, but most people didn't like it or critics didn't like it, and it kind of killed the franchise because I think they were going to maybe make a couple more, but or at least one more, but then this one was not so hot. So, But still, yeah. when you watch it now, it's still fun because it's very 80s, I guess, you know, and like you said, like kind of a Indiana Jones ripoff and um, still some good tunes and mm-hmm. you know, still some fun action and things like that, so. And and still good uh, performances by Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner too. I would say, in yeah. Summary. Nice. All right. So should I go through some of the stats stuff and that, and then kind of rip some stuff off there? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. All right. Jewel of the Nile, like we mentioned, 1985. So right in the middle of the 80s again. I think the first one was like 83. Yeah. So um, rated PG. And Raiders of the Lost Ark came out when. Like 80. Oh, 82, 81. Yeah. So that happened really? and they kind of have this in development. Yeah. This is like a sequel to that. Yeah. And probably what's it called is, um, what was the other one? Temple of Dune came out like in between that, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They probably just went back and forth between those and this. But it's not like, I don't <laughs> yeah. think Indiana Jones is competing. <laughs> I don't think so either. What I'm saying well, yeah, is it's just like in succession. Somebody or... was like, Let's get a like a leading couple in more like Indiana Jones thing. People will love it. And then, like you said, make it a little more quirky and a little bit more fun or something that mm-hmm. uh, like so historically accurate or something like that. You know, I don't know. And then, where, and then where does Quartermain fit in? <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie. I know. There's so many good ones. There's, there's another one besides Quartermain. Yeah. Isn't there one with isn't there one with uh, what's his name? Uh, or am I just thinking because he almost played Indiana Jones? Uh, Selleck, Tom Selleck. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's one. There's definitely one, but I can't. We're going to yeah. look that up. All That's right, a follow-up. All right, all right. Note for follow-up next episode. List all the Indiana Jones. <laughs> Rip-off movies that came yeah, out. That's between... just so fun to go through that list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is 20th Century Fox. It was rated PG. Most people know 20th Century Fox. Pretty big uh, production company, obviously. Rated PG. It never gets too, well, never gets too dirty besides the racism part. You know, like we mentioned at parts, but other than that, it's not too too racy. Um, and actually, Kathleen—not that it matters—but Kathleen Turner. There was one note I had: is she wears the same outfit through the whole movie. Yeah. And I just—the only reason I say that, not because she's a woman or anything, just <clears throat> like uh, Michael Douglas has like twenty-five different outfits every time there's like a new situation they go yeah. through. And and somehow she's just wearing the same thing, like, dude, the whole damn thing. And you're like, what the hell? And it doesn't even make any sense because no. she's the one who's like, Jack, I want to go back to New York and go to Bloomingdale's. But I she know. only has one outfit. She has one outfit. And, yeah. he, and it's not like it's like an Indiana Jones type of, like, an iconic outfit. It's like kind of like a weird outfit that you're just wearing the whole time. It's interesting. But, yeah, I'm not complaining, but it's just something I noticed. <laughs> yeah. I you, love it. Do you want to try to summarize the movie? Um, uh, Michael Douglas hates <laughs> black people. What? No. We don't. <laughs> I'm just That's, kidding. Well, he does fight. Uh, well, that is that guy. Uh, 
I don't. I thought they were. Oh, were they like? Are they in Africa? Like northern Africa? They must be, right? Yeah. yeah. Then they get into, I guess, Africa because I thought he wrestles that guy. I thought it was like an African tribesman or something. Yeah. So he was there oh. doing that. Then he. Then they're they're just kind of all over the place. What do you? This plot is insane. I you can't you not do this. <laughs> well, it's a sequel, so I don't think they have the best plot. Yeah, but it follows up from the first one, and basically they fell in love through their first adventure, which we won't explain that whole damn thing. And now they're kind of falling out of not that they're falling out of love; it's that their lives aren't meshing. The way yeah, or just like yeah, the, whatever. She wants romantic. to keep writing books. She's a, a book writer, and she wants to keep writing books. And he's just the adventure kind of guy, and he wants to keep doing that. And they're not lining up. So they decide to kind of part ways. And as they do, uh, this new Arabic Arabic leader comes into the play and says, basically says he wants her to write his um, autobiography and whisk her away. But then uh, Jack, who is Michael Douglas, gets info that, you know, he has other ideas than just getting his autobiography written, that he's kind of like an evil man and up to things or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then he goes after her to save her. And that's kind of the whole plot is like, get her out of this guy's clutches because he's that's not really what he's up to and it's just them kind of getting out of that through an adventure scenario does that make yes sense? yes okay and then they devito because he was in the last one and that's where kelly didn't you know we watched this one and didn't watch the first one and she was like when danny devito comes in the movie he's like hiding in a basket and they don't even yeah. like introduce who he is they just you know assume you know who he is because he's in the last one, yeah. What the hell is going on? Why but they Danny... are on the other side of the world at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, why is Danny DeVito just like creepily looking outside of a basket? And then like, you know, when they start having dialogue, when he comes into the scene, he just starts having dialogue with Michael Douglas, like, and you're supposed to know all this crap and you don't know it. So it's so confusing because they like riff off the last movie or whatever, which is fine. We'll, we just need to go back and watch that one, I guess. But yeah. uh, so some, some cast and crew. Um, the director was Louis Teague. He had a few good ones in the 80s um, that we like, um, but it was kind of like early 80s up to this one, and I don't know. This one may have not helped him, but kind of after this one, he was kind of like, then he went to like B-movie, you know, or worse kind of scenarios or TV stuff. But he actually directed Cujo, which is a really good Stephen King uh, horror movie, early 80s, up to this movie. Also did Cat's Eye, which we've mentioned that one a few times, especially when we did the Halloween episode and went through kind of some horror horror movies and things we liked. And then, um, then I have to mention this one cause it's like, you know, just one of the best ones or whatever he did. Uh, he directed collision. Do you know that one? Mm-hmm. No, with, wait, I don't. It's, um, uh, with, um, Pat, um, what Mr. Miyagi, what's his name? Oh, Pat Morihito. Mor- yeah. And, Morito. uh, and Jay Leno and their detectives. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> now I know. I thought that, oh. does that have a good soundtrack? I've always wondered. I don't know. I like, we should check, note again to check that one. But that's like our, what was the last one, Judge Reinhold, that we could not stop Yeah. Oh, this is like, it just felt like that kind of movie. But actually, I think I've watched that one and it's actually not good. Yeah, I think you like, told me that. And I, think I, tried I tried to, to watch start it, it one time. And you like you laugh because like you just once. you just yeah. want it to be good. You want it to be bad good. Well, has Jay Leno really good. ever been funny? That's the whole no. thing. It makes no sense why he's ever in anything because you never barely ever laugh at what he says. Just like when he was the late night talk show host. Yeah. It's kind of like, what the hell is going on? I don't know. Maybe his stand up was good at one point, you know, but yeah. 
I'm pretty sure I watched the movie and was just like, uh, this is not very good. <laughs> no. But obviously, so this director's pretty good. He's got some stuff under his belt. This probably didn't help him. Kathleen Turner, most people know her. Um, she's she was an, uh, a big actress in the 80s and even, I think, early 90s. <clears throat> and one of her most famous, famous roles was Peggy Sue Got Married. And she got an Academy Award, I think, nomination. I don't know if she won it for main actress or supporting actress in that one. And I haven't seen that one in a while. That one's pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. Peggy Sue got married. And then, oh, yeah. Well, that, I think it's Martin Scorsese, right? Um, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's why, that's why it's good. Yeah. Like, I, I think for the longest time I thought of that as a kind of like a cheesy movie. Like, it's a yeah. good movie, and then you're like, but isn't it kind of cheesy with the flashbacks? And then you realize, like, oh, that's why it's so good. Yeah. It's because he made it. Because it's actually, like, put together well. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like, maybe the plot or plot something. Plot is kind of, yeah, the premise is a little yeah. flaky. But, and she does do a good job in that movie from what I remember. I just haven't seen it recently. Like, I remember her carrying that movie pretty well. Um, and then she was the voice of Jessica Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit as well. Just, like, kind of a, as a miscellaneous one. Um, yeah. I don't know why it says in there uncredited, but I'm pretty sure I always knew that was her, but I don't understand why she would be, be uncredited for that. But, I mean, that's, like, a big character in a movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, Kind of weird. Maybe she didn't want to be known she did the movie. I have no clue. Um, I have to double check that. We should look that up. Yeah. And um, I just noticed this, mentioned this because of the soundtrack ties, but she was um, in Virgin Suicides. Oh, yeah. The mom. The mom, yeah. And somebody else was in that movie that is in this movie, but I forgot now. Probably James, James Woods. No, there's somebody else. But um, And then... Uh, 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 but she's in the vid, one of the music videos too from Air, who did like the whole soundtrack of that thing mm-hmm. called Playground Love. So oh, yeah, just, I love that because that's a pretty good. I remember that Virgin Suicides being a pretty good soundtrack from Air, and I'm pretty sure that song it was when you used to be able to do Napster. I remember being at um, like in college doing Napster just to get that Air sound, yeah, soundtrack, full soundtrack too on a disc or something. Yeah. I don't know. That was really good. That was nice yeah. to listen to. When you're mm-hmm. hanging in your dorm or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we were had gone to the an apartment at that point, but yeah. I remember, yeah. I think uh, Joe, gosh, what was his name? Joe. Uh, and me, yeah. So you were probably in an apartment and I was just like freshman or something. Yeah, Joe Fisher was like, <laughs> oh, oh who's using all the, uh, using all the phone? Because we had to still do dial up. <laughs> like, I'm waiting oh, really? for somebody to call. Dang. Yeah, Napster was great. Guess what, Joe Fisher? It was worth it so that I could get air. I don't care that you missed your phone call with your mom, or I can't remember what it was. He <laughs> got really upset. <laughs> and then, um, we mentioned uh, the the leading male was Michael Douglas, and most people know him too because of his dad. Um, oh yeah, being a famous actor, and then he he got famous in the more than nineties, probably. Do you think? I mean, it's not like nobody knew him from these. Um, but, like, early 90s, he kind of had some that movies, I thought, that took off more. Would you say or not? Or would you say 80s, too, pretty much? For Douglas? Yeah, for Michael Douglas. I mean, so in maybe, this, maybe, right, he's, maybe what's so funny is in, the, in these, I think he's, like, awesome. He's more awesome. But he was trying to be more like a sex symbol in the 90s with his, you know, with his different movies. Yeah. Like early, like, early 90s, right, is what he's really... 
doing that stuff. And then I think I think it's best acting. Well, I like I love the Wonder Boys. Yeah, yeah. So I had down just I listed some. Most people know these. I mean, Fatal Attraction. I think that was a big one for him. These were mm-hmm. big, obviously, or at least the first one I think was bigger. That was like almost his first. Romancing uh, the Stone. Romancing the Stone was his first like mainstream movie. Okay. There he did a couple more that were a little bit more kind of art flicks. Um, one of the one before this, before Romance in the Stone, was the one we mentioned in Dirty Dancing, where that lady that I think directed Dirty Dancing did that one with him. And I think it was more of like an art flick. But this was the, one of the ones that was more mainstream that he was like in charge of the production on or something, you know, too. Yeah. These couple, like, and kind of being like not just an actor, he like led the charge of the, making these films or whatever. Um, but yeah, then he's had, then after this one, Jewel of the Nile, I think he had Fatal Attraction, Wall Street, Black Rain, which is a pretty good one. And mm. those kind of went in a row through the Black rest. Rain when he was just, yeah, that's when he was killing it. Yeah, that was cool. And so like those three go through the rest of the eighties. That's why I was saying in Wall Street, I mean, was, I guess, yeah, he was pretty good in Wall Street, huh? When you yeah. Think about it. And then, so that was probably almost the biggest one, like. Yeah, I mean, that's what got him the, the Oscar, yeah. And then I just listed another one I liked, which was Falling Down in, like, the early 90s. Yeah. He's never... What's he done recently? I don't really... I can't really think. He's in, like, a... Wasn't he on a Netflix TV show I'd never watched? That's before. right, yeah. I didn't see that either. I know what it was uh, called. That was kind of one. And I watched a movie, like, 10 years ago where he was, like, a college professor. Yeah, Wonder Boys. That's Wonder Boys. Movie. That yeah, one was pretty good. I think that was one. about 10 years ago. Maybe it was less. And he was pretty good in that one. So. No, it's like 1998. <laughs> what? Wonder Boys was? Yeah, I think so. Oh, crap. Then I have no concept of time with that movie. Because it's not like that's a time period movie. It's yeah. Because like, well, be they're, they're, yeah, they're like in Philadelphia. Yeah, it could be in the I'm wrong. It's, late 2000, it's 2000s, but still, yeah. It's still, I mean, it was made in 99 then. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it could just be like today, I swear to God. Yeah. Back to that, it could be like right now or something. It's just like yeah, yeah. town. He's a college professor, so it's not like. But yeah, uh, this just because of this movie, like being not as good, it's not like it's his best thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure we watch *Romancing the Stone*. Get updated on that again. We'd say that's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but Michael Douglas, I think, usually brings it pretty good, doesn't he? Yeah. He. What do you mean? <laughs> Ask Demi Moore in *Disclosure*. He brings it hard. Okay. <laughs> I know. Why'd you bring that up? <laughs> Why not? Because who doesn't love disclosure? All right. That's my Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Demi Moore disclosure. <laughs> no, it's that angel thing inside the song. <laughs> the freaking guy. Yeah. The, <laughs> the angel that just kind of shows up and scares the shit out of you at first. We were at some. We it's were at the some... computer programmer or whatever. We were at, I know that dude, we were at some, like, um, before all of this, this was maybe last summer, it was like a wine tasting, like, uh, food event, and then they had these guys who were like, we're getting ready to open a virtual reality, like, bar place, da-da-da, and I, and I go, have you guys ever seen Disclosure? And they're like, dis what? And we're like, it's essentially the first version of what you guys are doing right now from like the early, yeah, like the mid 90s. Everyone first thought would like, yeah, cool. would be like doing and because that's yeah. like what their thing looked like too. And they're like, they had no idea what I was talking about. And then I described it and they were like, that's awesome. And I found a clip. 
I'm like, whoa, that is like ours. And I'm like, yeah, you guys should go watch it. Like, we're going to totally watch it. It was called What Again? Disclosure? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ridiculous. I know. <sighs> I guess you are a friend. I know. Hey, I, was a fr- I was telling them, I was like, check out this file. Okay. Um, and then we got to mention Danny DeVito, the threesome, obviously. And DeVito's amazing. <laughs> but they, these guys did one more film, Romancing the Stone. A few years later, too, which I guess, or sorry, not Romancing the Stone, War of the Roses, where it's these three guys again, but they're not the same characters, but they just did a movie again that was kind of similar, I guess, like the tension of the two main characters, Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. But um, anyway, the one thing, the thing that most, I think everybody knows Danny DeVito in general, probably, Mm -hmm. but random movie i had him down that was kind of fun in the 80s was my little pony the movie he was the voice of the grundle king so i kind of little pony the movie i I never i don't think i ever saw that movie or i did but i just forgot yeah but i kind of want to check that out and hear him as the grundle king kind of see what that means it's like yeah yeah because i just thought that was kind of fun and then obviously we've talked about twins I feel like that's his biggest one in the 80s. And twins! Yep. Good old <laughs> classic. Which we will probably do that one soon, won't we? Yeah. That's a pretty good soundtrack. It and is. then um, he did Throw Mama from the Train, which is... Could, kind of hey, if, if Halloween happens this year, can you either should come here or I'll come here, there or whatever. We should just buy the suits. Yeah, that'd be great to match. Or like, our, yeah, like or, when we celebrate our birthdays or something. Yeah, my 40th for the 80s movie soundtrack party. That oh, I and we can we, wear those. We can wear those suits. And I think there's a there is a song. There's a couple songs in the soundtrack we have to put on. Yep. And yep. do a little dance. Yeah. Or two. But yeah, Danny DeVito was like an everyman guy in the 80s movies. Like he just did a sum, a sum of everything, I feel like. Yeah, a lot of stuff. He was a really good, like, all-around kind of fill-in, fill-in, not fill-in character, fill-in or or like stole the stole the scene sometimes kind of character in these things. And like twins, you know, he's kind of an asshole. You know, I don't know. I feel like these movies, he's got decent range. You know, even though they're trying to make him more like a, I don't know what you say, like a character actor kind of guy or something. In a lot of these, yeah. But in this one, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird in this one. <laughs> yes, he's just—he's like—he's like not even being ironic. You know, at least in like always studying in Philadelphia when he's a scumbag, he's being like an ironic yeah. one. This, he's just totally being scumbag. Yeah, you know, like comes off not the best sometimes. Like, and he yeah. probably write the dialogue, but you know, sometimes you can control that as an actor, like what you're willing to do and like how you deliver it. And I feel like he should have maybe figured out how to take the reins a little bit more on this with yeah. the, not as good script or something if he could. Easier said than done though, I'm sure. And like, kind of like we mentioned before, I just had a note here that Kathleen Turner almost quit the movie because she was thought the script was so bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then Michael Doug, she had a contract where she was supposed to do multi- multiple movies. So Michael Douglas and I think 20th Century Fox sued her or threatened to sue her. And then so at the end of the day, then she went and did the movie. And Michael Douglas like went to a hotel with her for like a month or something. And they worked on script rewrites to try to make it better. 
until the point to where at least she was like not completely depressed about doing the movie or something. Yeah. But she was still like upset about having to do it. So, and I can kind of see why after like, <laughs> and most of the stuff that's good is like them. It seems like them trying to like figure something out, you know, <laughs> Yeah. between them or something. <laughs> so, um, any thoughts on the movie? I mean, we usually get into a little more as we go through the soundtrack too and talk about where the, where the sound, soundtrack songs are in the movie and kind of, you know, open up a little bit more there. Do you want to talk, say anything else about it or just summarize how you thought of it? Or Oh, uh, just, you mean where the sound, where in the movie, the soundtrack songs lie, you mean? Or No, no. I mean, later on, as we go through the soundtrack songs, we'll do that. But I was just asking if you want to say anything more about the movie in general that you thought or felt. Um, I just think at the end of the day uh, that the soundtrack is better. You're right. We didn't pick this one for the movie. <laughs> yeah, all I would say. Yeah, like I, I found myself, too. like there's ones where, where did we talk about it, where it's like half and half. You're like, okay, this is like a five and a five, or this yeah. is whatever. This one's the total opposite. This is like eight and like a like a three for yeah. the movie. Probably, but I don't know what it is about these movies. There's just something about the watching them. It's like it's still a good step back into the 80s i mean it is i just we've we've watched so many that are better or do yeah. this kind of thing better that yeah. you just go what was going on right yeah. uh but just like, basically just like quarter main like yeah know. yeah <laughs> but they have um i wish i named but one there's of like, my kids i, I think you know, this this was Why like the hell didn't don't we have a quarter i know in the gosh darn it like, we just like didn't we didn't let it rest like it rests it's trying to rest like it tries to be too it doesn't rest enough either in the campy side or the kind of serious side like indiana jones you know yeah and so it's just like sits in this kind of in between nothing world and then they're just sort of to it like i like we said doing kind of like weird racist jokes and do yeah. like where you get away with it with, and other things and it just i don't know it didn't i was like why i think i remember you're right like liking the first movie better um, then I'm watching this movie just kind of getting like, eh, I don't know. But then when I listen to the soundtrack, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what made this awesome. So obviously somebody, and I'm sure there's some stats here on the, on the soundtrack, somebody somewhere put something into that because I think that that was well done versus, yeah. the, versus I pretty the, much have the, to agree some parts of the movie. Over time, the Romancing of the Stone and this one blend together and then maybe you get a little bit more positive feelings about both because this soundtrack's better. The movie of the other one's better. And you just like mesh it together and you're like, Oh, this is kind of just fun overall or something, <laughs> especially with time passing. So should we yeah. get the soundtrack? Yeah. Do you wanna... Yep. <clears throat> All right, soundtrack time. Let's get into it. Soundtrack time. Oh, don't do it. I can't do it. I know right out of the gate. Stop. Right out of the gate is like the best one. It's the classic. And what everybody... We could probably just do it. We could just start and then stop. What? Play the song right away and don't say anything just because it's so hard to say anything. But what about just saying anything about the soundtrack overall? Do we want to say anything? We mentioned before there's lots of Islanders on it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of like a taste of 
a lot of different stuff. I feel like it's Michael Douglas's like what he was into at the time. Thank you. you thought I thought the same thing. I'm like <laughs> Douglas was just like I'm gonna put all my favorite Here's stuff. Like some of this my playlists. This should this could be called. Uh, you know what? Let's just be honest. When we talked about the, the fact that the the movie isn't the greatest. This could just be called like Michael Douglas's mixtape 1984 or whatever year the movie came out. That would have been cool if there was an Easter egg of that in like um, Wonder Boys. Yeah. Like get a tape that said like, yeah, whatever his character was, like, play yeah, something. Jack something. And he like puts it in and starts Jack playing. and what is her, what's Kathleen Turner's, like Jack and Jones or whatever. Yeah. Like, Jack and Jones mixtape 1984. about Jack and Jones. Joan, two kids living up in the Greek oh, Isles. Please. Then they go to somewhere in the Middle East, but somehow Africa. Jack's and blows up, and then Vito's in a basket. Yeah, why is Vito in that basket? And almost shoots him now. Okay. <laughs> no, but this is the first one. And Devito says, "Oh, sheep, better watch out." Um, <laughs> the first one, this song is like one of the best 80s song, movie soundtrack songs and music videos. Hopefully oh, I mean, it. yeah, I don't even think you can really say the music video part. What? You don't like the music? I remember the music. I the do. Movie, that's why the movies blur for me because that music video, you're like, what, 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 which movie was that exactly from? The fact that the first one's a better movie, so you think the better music's with the better movie, but then it's not. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, like, we can't even go down the route of the music video, or you're just gonna. Why? Yeah, because it was banned in the UK. Was it really? Yeah, yeah because um, the DeVito and Kathleen Turner and Douglas are in it, and they aren't union. Some they weren't union something. Oh, hilarious. Um, so then it was banned in the UK, and that's where the artist is from, but also from an island. Yeah. But also from this, from the UK. So, all right. Interesting. Should we, should we just play it? Oh, I just or like, not? let's just build up. <laughs> oh my God. But for how long? People are sitting there <laughs> listening. So, like, let's get to it. And we'll just... Fine, put it on. Are you sad? Yeah.
Oh, <laughs> just what end it. Line. We could just drop it. Intro chimes. We've had <laughs> best '80s soundtrack songs in the last five months because um, Lost Boys, um, and then last month with the um, gosh darn it, what do you call it? Billy Jean, Legend of Billy Jean. With yes, Pat Benatar. Yeah, this one. I mean, we're to, like after this, you're kind of like I'm not saying there's other not other good songs out there, but those are like top. You know, those are top picks. Yeah, top. Because you're not gonna get. Yeah, you've got you're sitting. Yeah, you're sitting soundly in the mid '80s. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with all of those too. Oh wait, we should say Billy Ocean when the going gets tough. Oh yeah, a lot I of mean, people probably know, but I just. By the way, if you don't know, now you know Ocean. Seconds. And I think this plays at the end of the film, um, from what I remember from recently. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of like the celebration yeah, of the end of the movie. Like, we did it, we won kind of thing. They did. But yeah, like we mentioned before, they made an awesome music video with the actors in it with Billy Ocean. Um, Billy Ocean is a great 80s artist. So we wait, like now, to, here, like here's my question. Karaoke. Here's my question, because I was thinking, I, I wasn't thinking, I was just thinking of the video, right? And it's kind of that same aesthetic where it's just there. Isn't it just kind of a white background with them, like a soundstage? Uh, yeah, it's like a pretty basic video. Yeah, just so like, was just that? Like simple dancing. And yeah, sing. was that first or was um, you Call Me Out with Grace, uh, with uh uh, Paul Simon and um, Chevy Chase. I think this was first. Interesting. Well, don't you know what I'm talking about though? Kind of yeah. similar, like, and they're all like, it's like they're not actually supposed to be being good at the music. I you wonder know, if, um, if it's well, like the Chevy same person Chase was not always known for originality. Sometimes, yeah, know? and doing some stuff like that. So who knows? I'm not. Yeah, saying. maybe they're two separate. And maybe we're wrong. Maybe that one was first, but we'll look it up for next episode. Yeah, so we got, nice. We're getting, we got three or four good follow-up stuff this time. I know. Oh, wow, so that's good. But yeah, this one, and this was also a song that, this is how, how our dad, this is the only thing he did to parent, was he would just play this song. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> when we like had to do something, he'd just play it. That would be his answer. Sporting events, if we were losing a game, yeah. he'd just be playing this. He'd be like. Pretty much all our dad did. Yeah, my dad. I thought about doing this my kids but <laughs> but then we forget the phone. it's just like ooh, especially at kids sporting vets where it's like can i touch you and do the thing yeah he got do. kicked out a couple times. <laughs> does, does, didn't transfer perfectly at yeah. the event pretty much and and he, he, he only played you know, that intro part yeah. <laughs> over and over again instead of the actual song the going gets like, tough part <laughs> <laughs> Wanna touch ya? Wanna touch ya? <laughs> All right, so no, it's just it's just dad would just go, just wait for it, wait for it. It's coming. It's coming. This part. Oh. This part. And they thought they were talking about when he was going to touch the kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, should I do some Billy Ocean facts? Uh, I mean, just lay them on me. Might as well. well if they're song... if this if they're just lying there. Yeah, this song got to number two in the Billboard charts in the U.S. Joy, why? Who, who, who beat it to not be number one? Oh, I didn't look that up, but I, I guess I just blanked that out of my head. I'm, I probably yeah. 
even when I'm reading this now, I probably read it as number one, but I don't guess I said number two out loud because I yeah. just figured it was number one in my head. So I didn't even look that up, but that'd okay. be an interesting one to find out. 85 yeah. tough though. Let's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. El- Billy said when the goal gets tough, the tough, yeah. Are cool with number two because it's it's a tough year to to get a number one. Well, I guess you got tough and you got going. <laughs> you number one. Oh, that's ironic. Um, but in '85, he also won best male R and B Grammy. God, and that was sex. For, um, actually, for Caribbean Queen. Oh my prize. God! Now that's, ooh. and that could have been on the soundtrack the way that we're talking about, right? Where it goes between oh, yeah. and boozy and breezy. Yeah, there's a few that could have got mixed in here for sure, but yeah. I, they didn't want to do double ocean. Yeah, they didn't want the Pacific and the yeah. Atlantic. They didn't want to get <laughs> you, no. It would be, be the Indian and well, it'd be the Indian and the Caribbean. No, the yeah, Indian and the I Atlantic. I don't remember where all the oceans are. Now. Yeah, I don't even remember which <laughs> one you get out of school. <laughs> and then obviously some other songs. One other I think, song, yeah, I think like Lake Superior is in there somewhere. Yeah, one other song where we might do that movie uh, is. Um, Get Out of My Dreams, 88, mm, was a mm-hmm. big one for him. And that was in License to Drive, which going back to our um, our boys, but we already yeah. had Lost Boys, so we're not yeah. trying to do something. And I mean, let's be honest, yeah, Lost Boys, they were not, fe- they were just kind of featured in Lost Boys, so. Yeah, but he is, uh, he was, he's a British, um, what do you call it? Um, like an you- expat? Well, no, he was, he was, he grew up in whatever, Trinidad, I think, or something. Oh, got but, it. But, but part of the British, whatever, yeah. empire. Yeah. yeah, for, it was before something. So then yeah. British citizen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he went over to Britain eventually as he became famous, more famous and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You know? But yeah, he's technically grew up and was a, really an Islander. Nice. So, yeah. So that's kind of what I got on him. Anything else to say on, on this one than we did? I mean. Well, I guess what I would say, uh, um, right, it's Mutt Lang. I'm just seeing that. <clears throat> that Mutt Lang is the one of the main producers outside. So Billy Ocean is a writer, but then the producer is Mutt Lang. So he's done everything, right? See, so those drums, if those drums do kind of sound like Def Leppard. The from that from that same period. Oh, really? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't focused on it. But you've you, have you heard of Mutt Lang? Yeah, I don't know. I've heard that. I mean, he's just got that producer. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't see that, but and that he also was the one. He Mutt Lang also was the guy that like did, you know, he married Shania Twain and like did kind of hair poppy stuff. Mm-hmm. So just saying that that whole um, lineage there, like, there's a pop lineage to the song. Cool. So maybe that's part of like what's making it when you're saying, why is it so appealing? I think that's probably part of it. Um, what else? Do, I don't know. What else do you want to say? Um, I would also say before we go on to the next one, this is on the album that I don't have Jewel Denial soundtrack, but I do have this album. Oh, Billy Ocean's album. Yeah. I forget. I don't know which one it was. Um, oh, it's the one. Yeah. Where? He, yeah. Where he's, I think he's just, um, he's got like a suit coat on. Yeah, that's a great cover. Yeah. That so would, like, yeah, I, nice I used a t-shirt as well. That'd be a nice t-shirt. I usually just put it up on my, um, um, like just kind of on the mantle. 
Yeah. Just let everybody like, take knock a look. off all your kids' awards and artwork. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? There's like some like beautiful drawing by Elliot on top of it. You yeah. Know, like rip it up. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then it's Billy Ocean behind. Yeah. I do that too. So that's the thing. I think, I don't know. I mean, I like this, but yeah, Love Zone. I mean, Love Zone's just a true album. But... Oh, sure. Yeah. And they just picked this up too. But I mean, good pickup. I mean, good job. Michael Douglas. And that's the thing, right? Most of this is pickup stuff, right? Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. Because if it's that close to when these albums are coming out, like then it's it's just yeah, to, that's why I think that yeah, I like the idea of us saying it's like a mixtape. They don't they don't like uh I, a lot of these that we saw in the eighties too, even though if you say it's not written for the soundtrack, you look and you go, Holy crap though, they were pretty much released almost at the same time. So it wasn't like they were just banking off the success all the time. Oh, I'm wrong. So it was originally released on the soundtrack. See? There you go. So, there you go. so Douglas, I, yeah. I find that all the time. So it's not as much of a, I don't know, it doesn't seem as, you know, like a poser move or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like actually, it. Yeah. Yeah. They picked it up. And there's been so a lot he, of those. There's been a couple where it wasn't. And we we're like, oh, that kind of sucks. We always, or I think it was like uh, with, um, well, we should double check <clears throat> Billie Jean. If that one, yeah. that was almost much the same. Was, that might've been at the same time. Yeah. But I know there's been a couple. So that's times. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it is. Yeah. They, he, they used that this was this was the catalyst for love zone it was the thing to do to partner both you know yeah help, help push the artist album and help push the movie and we'll give yeah and we'll give billy some credit it was number one in the uk so he did get pretty tough in the uk he got his, those Brits. his home country or whatnot yeah yeah but it's easier for him to get tough in his home country yeah Real easy, Billy. Just can't, I can't. I can't even say anything bad about Billy. I just like want to be his friend. Yeah, let's not rag on anything. They also just like showed him. Like I remember seeing him, and you know he's getting older, and he still just looks awesome. And you're just like, yeah. I just want to hang out with you, Billy. Well, I think the recap though is this is one of our favorite yeah. songs, <laughs> Flash '80 song, because it's true. They both came out as a, a about the same time as that, and yeah, it's just perfect mid '80s. Can't get much better than that. And you'll if you come to karaoke with karaoke with us, there's a good chance you might see us. You do might it. hear it. You might yeah. hear us do it. Destroying it. Yes. We love you, Billy. We love you, Billy. Call us. Soundtrack 
right off the bat, obviously one of the best. Then we get this, a nice, smooth, uh, romantic love track. It's called I'm in Love, pretty mm-hmm. fresh. Ruby Turner. Obviously, in relation to the flick, it's got to be about Jack and Joan. Is it Joan? Um, I think we should probably yeah, figure it out. Should... Um, <laughs> their kind of love. Their, their love for each other, even if it's not convenient with their lifestyle. Yeah. So, shoot, I'm trying to find the dang. Yeah, yeah Joan, exactly. you were right. It is Joan. Yeah, she's like, I was joking. Joan. They're in love, says Ruby. Says Turner. Ruby Turner. Okay, this Ruby. I, I know nothing about Ruby. I just love, I guess, again, this is another, why? This I think, remember how I used to say, I, I mean, on a lot of these I've said, right? I just don't like when they turn it down. And I don't know. I think you're right. I think it's because it's the, the tone and the sounds that are happening right in the 85 zone. It doesn't annoy me as much as it does in other, so, you know, other stuff that comes like well, later or earlier. A bit more smooth R&B kind of. Yeah. So it's almost a, feels a little like classic one kind of, even though it's not. It's got the 80s yeah. in it, but it's like something about the tempo and some of the smoothness of it is some of those more classic songs, like touching on it enough. Mm-hmm. It's just not as annoying as some of those other ones we had. Like, um, I want to say maybe on um, the Last Dragon. <laughs> like yeah, that's what I mean. Old. Yeah, we're and that and that was like old Motown, and then that was garbage. There's some garbage ones on there, but, but this then this is, is nice. good. Yeah. yeah. So she was like a backup vocalist, like famous. Like okay. she worked with everyone again, and I, we had somebody like that. Um, was it on the last soundtrack or a couple soundtracks ago? Yeah where she had kind of got her one or two tracks by herself in a soundtrack as well, more than anything else, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of this lady is. Um, she's worked with Brian Ferry, UB40, Steel Pulse, Steve Winwood. Steve okay. Winwood, so there you've got, yeah. So right there at the beginning there, you had a bunch of British artists. So there's, that's the difference, right? It's like a reinterpret interpolation. Yeah. That, so they always have like a, they're like, it's, it's not pure Americana R&B. Like it's a, yeah. So yeah. I always felt like that always brought something to it. Okay. And that's also interesting. Mick, Mick Jagger, but I feel like every person that we yeah, have. Yeah. They just say like this, yeah. they were. Yeah. They um, were. But segregated. she had a number one US R&B hit in 1990. It's, it was called It's Gonna Be All Right. And I think I listened to that. And I didn't necessarily recognize it, but it was a good song as well. Other than that, that's kind of her stuff. Um, I don't know. It looks like she was also in the movie Love Actually. What? <laughs> but I don't remember <laughs> She's Ms. Jean Anderson. Are you serious? How did you just find that? Oh, yeah. an actress or something? Yeah, she also is an actress. Oh, wow. That's I missed that. And yeah. I, you know, I don't always click, go through everything. Yeah, all like, the people. Not thinking that. That's pretty cool, though. Except I don't like that movie, but that's okay. I just saw it as the, probably the most famous thing. Yeah, that's true. She's she must be. I don't know if she is. She must be British. She also yeah. must be British. Oh yeah, because she's yeah. yeah. She's got she's in the East Enders. The other thing, Islanders and Brits mixed together. Yeah, I think with ties with Billy maybe. Uh, so even though it was Michael Douglas's, um, what do you want to say? Mixtape. Yeah, he, he leaned. It's on really him. he's yeah. It's it's Michael Douglas's mixtape that he freaking got from Billy Ocean's crew. Well, yeah, or he leaned on B.O. just a little. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> when the going got tough. The tough got on. Got on Billy. Got on B.O. All right, you know what? You can't even tell. talk about Billy's number two placement either. 
Um, like we can't give him shit for that because guess who it was that he be- that beat him at number one? Probably like the best song in the world or something. <laughs> How will I know Whitney Houston? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. That's like, yeah, you're not going to, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to slay the queen? He's just like giving reverence. You know what? You know what, Billy? Billy's such a gentleman. He probably seriously like went and like he was going to win that week. And he went and bought, yeah, uh, Whitney's albums and singles of High Will I Know just so that she could be number one that week. Yeah, it's hard to be done an actual American in the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. Yeah. Something like that when you're going to against a, a, a pop queen or something like yeah. that you know god bless you billy for 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 bowing down uh, to whitney but guess what he still hit that shit yeah <laughs> and he doesn't even talk about it because it's, it's just, like it's how just, will you know if i really love you yeah you know how you know how because when the going gets tough my <laughs> tough get going on your how will i know <laughs> all right you go to the next one? <laughs> could do that all night <laughs> yeah okay ruby I really, I really like this one it's a nice change of pace Uh, Hugh Masakela, African Breeze. Mm, I could just, I think, you know, we're recording this right before Memorial Day weekend. I think I'm just going to put African Breeze on. Yeah, but on repeat. put one more of his hits on because it's so great. Um, but I'll talk about that in a minute. But I, like we were saying, I love this track in this soundtrack um, because of the change of pace and it's nice to have an instrumental song that's not just mm-hmm. a core song. Like we've had very few of those, or when they were, we seem to be—they always seem to be lost tracks for something. Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? I love the the ballsiness of putting your your instrumental track in the hitters, the 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 uh, the main right. spot number three. Yeah, yeah, right after like a couple big hitters and stuff like. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like, yeah, it is. It's like re- real ballsy, and it's just like, oh man. That's why I'm saying they're taking a stance here saying, okay, got it. This Ruby. Yeah. And then this is just like chill lax. And then, yeah, we, then we know where it goes from here, but I'm just saying uh, right in that middle part, it's good. But what, what was, he had another, he had another, uh, yeah. Had another so one. Hugh Masakila. I don't know if I'm saying that right, honestly, but yeah. Um, he was known as the father of South African jazz, which okay. is probably the best jazz to be a part of, I would think. Nice. Or the coolest jazz, anyway. If you're saying that, doesn't that sound awesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
1968, he had a pop hit with a trumpet song called Grazing in the Grass. Nice. Isn't it an awesome song? And it's used in a ton of soundtracks and like TV shows and stuff. And uh, yeah, I recommend, we won't play it here, but check it out. Or maybe I'll throw it on at the end for the, for the bonus thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Check that one out because I feel like that one's a really good one for this holiday weekend to play like nonstop because it's really laid back kind of like <laughs> mellow kind of thing. Um, and yeah, let's be honest. This is, I mean, African Breeze is when like the part of the, like, I mean, he's only had seven minutes at the beginning. Uh, on African Breeze, this is where Douglas just starts blazing a little bit. Like he yeah. just, <laughs> he's listening to his mixtape. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Devito walks in too. Light it up, light it up. And, and then Devito yeah. walks in at the end of the song, and then you know what happens. <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, him, and this Jonathan Butler. Jonathan Butler seems a little less famous, but still part of the South African jazz scene. Um, they both did a lot of anti-apartheid songs too. So, so very with it, very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, <laughs> it's on the and it's on the Jewel of the Nile soundtrack, which is like the deepest movie, yeah, like most important <laughs> movie, um, just because they start like heading into Africa more or something. If yeah, they were not yeah, like yeah, yeah, in Africa or something, when they get away from the the leader, uh, the bad guy, I guess. I forget. Mm-hmm. Which I, I mean, they don't have a geographic map up, so I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, it's I don't hard, know where they're going. I don't. Yeah, this doesn't really yeah. matter. But, Again, um, I, I think that one, I think the whole point is just that it's the other, yeah. Yeah, one soundtrack movie tie to to for Hugh, who had more of the compilation. Um, he also did the title song for the movie Serafina. Mm-hmm. Pretty good track too. When I listen to that one, so check those both out. They're both a little bit different, a little bit more alternative, I think. Um, Grazing in the grass. And Serafina title song. Those are good ones to check out. And then, yeah, just give it up for Hugh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this one just, uh, again, setting the stage. And we've had, we've had saxophone with Capella. We had saxophone with the guy we lost on one of the soundtracks because we could never find it. Tom something. Yeah. Now Where we got was that? trumpet. What else? What other instruments have we had? We haven't had clarinet, I don't think, have we? Or flute? Have we ever had a flutist? No, no, we haven't. That's got to be somewhere. We got to get one of those. All right. So what I will say is, what I will say is, um, this uh, this next portion. I've already thought of a name for it. Right. So you've got the first three. Right. You've got uh, when the going gets tough, Billy Ocean. I'm in love, Ruby Turner. So smooth it down, African breeze, and then you just go into what I would like to call the freak zone. Yeah, <laughs> that's all, all that happens. <laughs> then, then we go into the freak zone. Enough said. Play it. Thank you. 
<laughs> okay, I tried it. This is the road. Everybody like break. Party in parentheses, no sheep is safe tonight. <laughs> now, hold on. I don't know if they were. Okay, I think they had this song and it was called Party. And then for the soundtrack. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Which that por- like, that portion. Yeah. yeah. I didn't find much about these guys except for that they were like some of the first techno people ever, like in the 80s or something. Yeah. You know? And you but can it's, kind of tell it's like they're just trying to figure out like what techno is or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's whatever it is. It's awesome is what yeah. it is because they're just throwing things together. And there was like nothing else about these guys, though. But I tried to find they had a couple songs and I just went through them. But they they've like in uh, uh, anything I could find. They don't have like ties to other movies like that. But not that that matters because this is a great track. So like here we are. We had jazz we've had some yeah song. we had a smooth <laughs> up beat now we got techno yeah. it's like <laughs> the full gamut of and then next there's another one coming up next that's a different yeah genre. it's like damn michael douglas that's what i'm saying he started like getting damn, like michael loose and loosey goose yeah he starts with a true pop song then he gets like loosey goosey blazes up on that and then he just goes nuts the next time like, the freak out. that's famous and I grew up just like <laughs> getting awesome shit or knowing about <laughs> awesome shit or something. <laughs> and eat this. Like, yeah, and you know, that's the thing. I mean, we're going to go through all these, but it is a tight soundtrack too. So, and it's just, yeah, it, it, that's why I think this what the soundtrack is so good. Tight soundtrack goes all over the place um, and good stuff on it. You could yeah. teach your kids about all music types with this soundtrack with the jewel of the nile soundtrack and then yeah on top of the fact that the going gets tough teaches them obviously yeah lesson great well. lesson yeah so this is like a kid's soundtrack <laughs> yeah this is the whole sense and then also the lesson that that the uh wilsden uh dodgers <laughs> teach yeah. your kids is like whenever you're at an arab camp and they start partying it means yeah. there's no sheep is safe tonight i know and that was exactly <laughs> what dan devito said yeah and that's when the song played is when they first <laughs> meet up with like the rebel group. Yeah, but it's to help them get the jewels. And oh my god, so and, bad! And everyone's partying, and um, this this plays and the party scene. I don't remember some of the goofy, ridiculous. I what mean, I do just, remember is that it's like a Cirque du Soleil is all that's happening. Of the guys are white, with, yeah, like, makeup on. It's horrible. Like, yeah, a couple guys with darker skin, and they may not even be. The right. Yeah. Let's, you know what? I don't, I do, I choose to just take, take the song on its own and not think sure. about the scene. I know. Um, it's so much funnier when you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Application. Oh, man. Freak the freak. Everybody, let's freak the freak. Techno. You think about when you heard, I can't, I can't think of the first time I heard techno, but. When I did, it was probably like, you know, advanced. What do you mean? Um, it was probably like this movie, and you just didn't know that that's what we oh, were yeah, hearing. That's true. You might like, be right. I remembered this song so much. This and the next song, I remembered so much when it came on, because I remembered, that's what made me remember this movie. 
how I yeah, remember like liking those this these two songs. Yeah. Should we go to the next one then? Yeah. Cut. All right, entering as we delve deeper into the freak zone. Freaky dick, freaky dick. Love that those are paired back to back, though. Love that they paired those two back to back. That's why it makes you think a little techno more, probably because of the style of that one a little bit, you know? Yeah. Houdini freaks come out at night. I think a decent amount of people know that one because of these guys' um, association with like classic hip hop, start the roots of hip hop kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, we had, what was it, Freakazoid? Was that, that wasn't on the soundtrack, but it was um, one group. I can't remember the group's name off the top of my Shalimar. Mm-hmm. Didn't they do Freakazoid or was that something? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's freak-a-zoid. loving freaks. Everyone's just do freak- tons of just freak. Freaks are in. Yeah. Freaks are in again. I love the, it. The Peeping Toms. Yeah. <laughs> Peeping Toms and Freaks. Where was this in the movie, though? I can't. This is um, like not far after uh, the yeah uh, sheep sheep aren't safe party night. Yeah, um, they're, they're just, just kind of... they're riding in the desert on camels. Yeah, uh, to go to like find uh, Joan and you know in the city or whatever. That's right. With the rebels and they're and they've got a boom. One of the guys has a boombox and it's just and they're just playing Houdini as yeah. they're riding through the desert. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness is just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we the freaks. We are the freaks. No, he actually looks annoyed, I guess, because he's supposed to be annoyed for like riding through the desert or something. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, but he knows. If you got who? If yeah, if you got Houdini on in the background, that's like his you're best fine. acting ever. Because deep down, he's like just smoked a bowl and he's yeah. Like, <laughs> I my, fucking this love my Houdini. Jam. <laughs> my fucking favorite part. I'm yeah. about halfway through my mix and I'm fucking loving this. Yeah, not a lot to say. I mean, it's a good, that is just a, that is a nice, you've, you've started so hard. All the trip. And then I just love, like, now you're kind of going underground. You know, that's the other thing too, right? Like, you're going, like, you're getting kind of underground-y for the time with the these two. And then they just, but they, though, these resonate so hard for me right now. Those, the, the party and um, freaks come out at night. So yeah. it's just, this is what makes this, this soundtrack so timeless. Right. Instead of, uh, even though the movie was a flop. Or, yeah. I mean, that's why he still picked it. It's like, you should, they should just rewrite history and make this tie to the, um, 
the first movie. <laughs> yeah, just no, like he's like, this is the romancing the stone I guess soundtrack. A couple of the classic stuff we were just talking about. Yeah, the things interwoven in the movie, but I don't. I mean, there are. Yeah, it's just yeah. It yeah yeah. You know, it's okay that it doesn't have to. It doesn't. That's part of the fun is that it's not the most classic movie, but it it does. Um, all, but the parts that you remember or that I remember are these, yeah, um, are the ones because the songs were so good. Yeah. Uh, some of the Houdini stats, they're from Brooklyn, New York, hip-hop group. Um, started kind of like one of the first hip-hop groups kind of thing. They were the first, I guess, to add R&B to music. Mm-hmm. Called it the New Jack Swing. Ooh, they invented New Jack Swing. Yeah, they were. I think of, everybody. I think I hear that about everybody. That well, they say it, that one of the first. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, and managed by Russell Simmons. Yep. They also had a couple other hits were Magic's Wand, and mm-hmm. uh, or actually that was their other main hit was Magic's Wand. That's a pretty good one. And then just for fun, in the movie Trick or Treat, they had a song they made for that specifically called the Haunted Haunted House of Rock. Mm. It was pretty similar to the Fat Boys. Oh, for, wait! Uh, is this just playing a playing an Easter egg on Nightmare on <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street? The Fat Boys did something similar and did like a song like that as well, and Ooh. they were in similar circles. So, yeah, just loving saying. that over. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> That's right. We're doing the Houdini biography movie soundtrack yep um yeah so that's the stats on them anything else about this one or should we go uh, i mean just yeah i mean again we uh you are now leaving the freak zone so i know i didn't want to leave it nobody wants to go nobody wants to leave the freak zone but it feels so good for that what around 10 minutes 10 minutes because i'm still nighttime right now yeah so we're allowed to come out yeah then we have to go back inside. I'm not. I'm not pressing the button. So. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right. Just- I know. I want to freaking get. I want to get divorced and then remarry to Laura just so we can dance to this song. I know. At her wedding. Jewel of the Nile by Precious Wilson, like themes Woo. for the movie. 
it's amazing. It plays at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Jack's, uh, you know, just shredding it water. Yeah, shredding, yeah just going nuts. Well, Jones. Joan, try she's trying to write. Book. Can't get it. Writer's On Block City. But you can tell there's some frustration going on. Things yeah. are aligning here in the dream reality of being in love. Yep. And uh, this is playing. This plays at the beginning at first till, uh, you know, just kind of introing all that. How could you not be in love, though, if this was like playing on the radio? Come well, on, guys. I don't think in reality it was playing. That Damn was it. If it was, yeah, yeah. it, it should have like been. Written after all this actually happened in real yeah. life. And then they realized that this is what their real life was. Yeah. But they on, went searching. Have you blared this song somewhere? Everyone would just be like, oh my God, what is this? This is insane. <laughs> this um, is the best thing. Yeah, it's the, I think I said it and we started to play it, right? It's the, again, another one where like, if this is, it has a different tone or different, you know, we've heard feel. songs like this. Yeah, we've heard yeah. songs like this and they don't sound as good. But no. the tones in the beginning, and they're coming from a keyboard filtered through something. <laughs> and it's just like As it, usual. Yeah, right. it's so perfect. It is good. I don't know. This is insane. The drums are like, yeah, they're fake drums. This they're fake 80s the drums. Overall soundtrack we've done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm starting what? to like, holy crap. Like, because it doesn't, it doesn't stop, and it, it truly is the mix, right? The yeah, mix. I know at the end here, there's some down, down. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see what we get there. I'll tell you, it doesn't. If they could have just had one more, probably at the end. You think? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's what also makes it a little bit like cool. Yeah. Uh, is that it doesn't. So um, this was. Did I say it was by Precious Wilson? Yeah. The Nile, four minutes thirty four seconds. Um, Precious Wilson was like a disco singer. Okay. And he was pretty good from what I went through a bunch of her stuff. It was pretty awesome. So she's kind of a hold on over. For, we always talk about that. The ones that come from the seventies in. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And a lot of people like what I was just reading is like a lot of people was like thought she was going to be bigger than she was. And maybe it was just because of the era of being in disco that like, mm -hmm. it didn't, like translate enough. But yeah, she was with a band eruption and they got some hits and then um, and she did just did like you can literally she did a disco version of like all like these like just tons of songs you would love. Like she did a disco mm -hmm. version of it and it just still sounds like. Um, I'm not going to say better than the songs, but like equal to the songs because of the way she does them disco-ish, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like not bad. It's like good. It's like fun to listen to that, to the version of it, the way she does it with disco. And it's hard to explain until you go listen. And she did one, yeah. of, uh, I can't stand the rain. And mm -hmm. it's just the way they composed it. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so she's, yeah, she's remaking certain songs, but it sounds yeah. good. It didn't seem like they had a lot of originals though but maybe that's the whole thing. But yeah. she has a, definitely has a really strong voice and stage presence. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say that it'd be fun for anybody to check her out as well. And then, yeah, she's from Jamaica. So, you know. Yep. Islander stuff again. Here we you go. You know, Billy Hatter probably still is married. I think he is married to all the women on the soundtrack, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's just the way it is. She probably watched while he was with uh, Whitney. With Whitney, Precious, Ruby. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a Morgan Freeman Oscar party. No, that's not <laughs> that again. I want to have uh, positive dreams. <laughs> that is a positive dream. No, it's not really. It's a, it's a bad. 
But yeah, just a good, yeah. And it's fun, right? And you could also go, oh, it's going to be cheesy because she's singing about, but yeah, you know, she almost takes the, the, the term jewel of denial, which again, they at first think they're looking for a jewel. It's a person. And here she's talking about, like she turns uh, the jewel of denial into a feeling. So now it's yeah. become all like it's become it's all not, states. It's of a things. real jewel. Yeah. Spoiler alert: the jewel of the Nile isn't really a jewel. Yeah, sorry. It's a guy, a dude that has like they can walk yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the cheesiest part of the ending. That's what I'm saying. She's making it less cheesy oh, by man. acting like we go searching for the jewel of the Nile is really searching for our love. And that yeah. guy was in no other like anything. Act. Yeah. It was like a TV show, and that was it. So sorry, I guess. Sorry, dude. He didn't pull it off or something. Ouch. That's too bad. Well, uh, thanks, precious. Yeah, thanks, precious, for not making a cheesy version of like what you would call the theme song, where you're right, you're referencing the title essentially. Yeah, and where does this fall in? That's what I was gonna say. Of all the ones we've had, the direct theme song of a sound of a movie. Where does this one um, fall in there? Because. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm saying, and with what if you? Yeah, you could make a whole mix. Well, I mean, yeah. I just. I go. We're gonna go back to Revenge of the Nerds, which again had nothing to do with the movie, and just yeah. like saying the title. So even though I love that song, not as good. Or like, I would put this up there. What's another one? Coming to America is probably Coming to America. Good. That's yeah. Probably That's there. Um, oh yeah, that was uh, what's their names? System. The system. Oh, the system. Ooh, what if you had system? System with precious. With Houdini. With the whatever the party guys. Yeah, I'm not sure which other ones. There's other ones too, but those are the ones I remember. So I don't yeah. know if I could say this one beats Coming to America, but I mean, this, well, this, then you got. What's it? It's not really called Better Off Dead. The what the EG Daily doesn't she say Better Off Dead? Oh, shoot, yeah. But I was, oh man, I know that's true. I was thinking about um, the one with the music video with all the kids, which was the studying one. What the hell was that? Yeah, one? oh, summer yeah. school, yeah. But, but she I, doesn't say summer school, yeah, right. But I was thinking, yeah, she doesn't have the exact lyrics. Oh, well, yeah, those are better. Whatever, this is still good. Yeah, it's still good. Whatever. Okay, all right. Should we go to the next one? Yeah.
that is Legion, <laughs> Here I Come in Parentheses, Woo! by Mark Shreed. Another yeah, kind, kind of, of like techno early techno kind of... stuff. We did... <laughs> Douglas loves techno. Chemical Brothers. <laughs> video comes out of Douglas just like techno dancing everywhere. Yeah. It's on. They, all over New York, L.A. Like you didn't know it the whole time. He was this guy wearing this certain like outfit. Yeah. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here comes Douglas. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this plays when they get the fighter jet and they don't know how to fly it and they're just like destroying the city and like the plane. Yeah. They're trying to escape. I feel like that was that flute sampled in something? It sounds I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, but that was a fun one. And it's probably yeah. one of the last fun ones because the next couple are just a couple score songs. No, but I like I uh I kinda like the score songs, but um yeah, try the um, – I mean, is there anything about the Mark Shreve? Or... Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a British electronic composer. Okay. He worked a lot with Tangerine Dream. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Nope. Oh, my God. So that's why I like it. Of course, yeah. Um, and then he did – his one other movie tie was the movie Burglar. That I don't and know. He did Touch Me, I Want Your Body. Is that touch me, touch me? I want to feel your body. That sounds me, I want to feel your body. Oh, burglar was with Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, <laughs> what? He's a burglar. I don't know why. Why have we not seen this movie? Oh, so yeah, she's a bookstore owner and burglar. She gets blackmailed by a corrupt cop, which is but it's G- not Jumping Jack Flash. Nope, nope. And this was in '87. Oh my God! Why are we? Why are we not know? I guarantee you that has a good soundtrack. G.W. Bailey is the guy from uh, Police Academy. G.W. Bailey. He's the bat. He's like the the guy nobody likes in Police Academy. Like, oh, the mean sergeant guy. Yeah, mean sergeant. Okay. Yeah, and he blackmails Whoopi Goldberg. So he's got something against uh, doing a jewelry store heist. That's good. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, so that's. But now we have problems with the next one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew it. So we. Fu- I knew Wait, we were going to. Maybe it's on this thing. That is Nubians, the Nubians with Nubian dance, and I don't think it's lazy. <laughs> By the way, when you try to when you try to look that up, you get a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's not Les Nubians, which is yeah, like French rap. French rap band, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I went through all that and tried to find, and I cannot find anything on the Nubians. No, even finding this track is not easier. Yeah, but... we we only listened to like a the preview of it. Um, Ooh, let's. There, they're just start. There's always got. There's got to be one, doesn't there? The, I mean, this is one, right? I don't have it on vinyl. We should get it, and then we'd have it. Yeah, we could check it out. Yeah, so we knew the song, but it seems like it's a, a filler 
song kind of I think it is. Yeah. But maybe not for the movie. Maybe they just found it. I have no clue, but this is getting deep, deep down into the yeah. Douglas. Michael is just like closet. He, yeah, he's fucking, he's, 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 he's like thinking Coyote about yeah, he's thing. like sorry, yeah, he's, he's on gonna, Coyote right now. He's getting like he's opening up the briefcase of drugs right now when he's number eight. So when that's he, a, like yeah. with that last one with the plane though, that that's like a defining like okay, like they didn't really do the best job with the plane mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I think I read it was like a Chevy, like or something. I don't know, something that wasn't the best. But when you're seeing it in the movie too, it's kind of like this feels. Oh, weird. like it doesn't like you mean it wasn't a plane? It was just like a yeah, car, something else, and just like doesn't work right you know and that's just like how this movie played out it's like microcosm of this whole movie yeah and like how they it wanted it wanted to be a fighter jet it was really just a chevy like yeah sitting on a thing and then but on the radio like but driving the car was billy ocean (laughs) he was like get out of my plane get in my awesome they did the music right but somehow the movie was not done right, and that's a shame. Maybe they, they could have. Maybe they should have waited another year and done something good, and just had it a little bit better. <clears throat> yeah, because they rushed it, right? I think I felt like they rushed it after the other movie, yeah, and so probably like rushed it was successful. And they're like, we got to hit on this right now. I so yes, yeah, so you really have, yeah. Too, like you I know what? That. So yeah, that makes sense. They're like, hey, we got them. Let's go. You know what's it? Go ahead. I think the contract or something like if this one, if the first one does so well, then the next then one. Then you have to do it. Yeah. You have to freaking do it. And, you know, it's all the corporate mofos just like pushing that. Yeah. But, well, they, they made up for the soundtrack. What's funny, we never said, we always said we would never do score soundtracks. But with the Electronica songs, you've got to, it, it starts, this one starts to feel like that. But I don't mind it, right? Because really, you've got African Breeze. Oh, Legion, yeah. Nubian dance. So you've got one, two, three, four. You got half. You basically have half. Oh, fine no, score. I'm, I, I just think we all scores we're not going to do. But if a soundtrack throws in, oh, I understand. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm just saying, overall, this soundtrack, and I think it's really good, but it doesn't throw it off. Has five instru- half of its instrumental songs. Yeah, if you will. Well, um, I don't know. I don't call technos instrumental. Well, I guess the I'm not. The, I'm saying if you got African yeah. Breeze instrumental, Nubian shit out of me. Yeah. Well, me. let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I hear you. I mean, Legion didn't. Does it have really any song like words? So I guess true. it's got. Um, yeah, that's true. Here I come. Here. But I mean, that is the most. You know, I don't know. That's true. That's what I'm saying. And now they've got two more score songs, which should we just play both back to back? Should we go into the score zone? So we came out of the freak zone. Let's hit the score zone. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I'm saying I wish they just had one more like R&B Islander song right here at the end. Another pal of B- B.O. or something. What if they just. And, yeah. What do you mean? Just what if they ended? What if he would have written? Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. <laughs> I don't know how that would fit. <laughs> <laughs> if I would like get out of my dreams, get into my boat or something, even though his boat yeah. blew up, or or fighter jet, like if yeah. That. What if that was the original? Like, what if it was just him covering Whitney? <laughs> yeah, just to take the number one spot. Yeah, well, I know. 
Speed, zone, speed score zone a little bit. Um, speed score zone by Jack Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Is it? Would it be Nietzsche? Yeah. Yeah. Jewel of the Nile love theme was the first one, which mm-hmm. I remember that one, and that one's pretty. Boom, do, 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 and that plays, do. I think, randomly when they're like the two are kind of lovey dovey in love. Yeah. Something. And then like they're Jewel, in love or something. Jewel of the Nile. Um, the other one is, sorry, The Plot Thickens, which I, I'm pretty sure that one goes through the end, near the end of the movie when the, um, gosh darn it, the bad guy <laughs> who's uh, like a mean dictator type leader or something. Yeah, the one who originally brought Joan under yeah, the auspices of whatever. Yeah, yeah. When uh, he's going to address the people and tell them he has the Jewel of the Nile or something like that. I think it's going to be that he is the Jewel of the Nile because he's oh, yeah. in he can be the one that walks through fire, but yeah, he's going to use like a, techniques. yeah, he's got yeah. Up. Um, that place for that whole scene, which um, I guess that ending's not bad, right? The way they mm-hmm. crash no. it and ruin everything. And the real jewel yeah. that walks through the fire and some of that stuff. So yeah. Good. So that's, re- I, that's redemptive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit redemptive in the movie too. And um, they're, they're stuck with the uh, above the, the well that's like a thousand feet deep or something. <laughs> yeah. Like drop in there and they're saved by DeVito. Not on purpose <laughs> on accident, but yeah, that, that part's pretty good closing to the movie. So yeah, I love that the, the, the soundtrack closes with the plot thickens. <laughs> yeah, I know. Could be the, love end. It. That's one more. I, after going through, oh, it. I could, I don't know. When we got to five or six, I was pretty excited, and then the last couple, I just, if they had one more, I would put it, I could pronounce it as one of the best. I don't know. That's why I like it. I like it because it's sitting there with you, and what do you? I mean, I also love this the lore, the lore of Jack Nietzsche or however you say his name. I think it's Nietzsche, Nietzsche, because it's German. Just sort of his whole background in his life. And then he's just sort of ending it with the plot thickens and there's the end, right? It's yeah. like a Soprano-esque. It doesn't give you an end. It gives you like a buildup. So I get that's it. True. He's just, so that, I think that's kind of interesting. And or Douglas just said, put all my tracks on and then add this uh, square shit <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> awesome mix and score shit. Is what <laughs> Print it. <laughs> Hey Omar, <laughs> eat rock shit, shit. And that's when that's the best line is when that happens at the end as well. When he, hits, he swings across on the crane, yeah, with help with help from who wasn't really helping before, Danny DeVito, his character, yeah, driving the crane, give love him it, boost to take him out, all kinds of redemption. Yeah, but talk talk to us a little bit about Jack Nishi. Um, he's a composer. He was a right hand man of Phil Spector. Yeah, which we talked about him when we had the Ronettes and we had the uh, Arani Specter on the just one of the guys. Um, mm-hmm. He did the Lonely Surfer instrumental, which was I think pretty good. Um, he worked with the Stones, and let's see what else here. Oh, he got an Academy Award for uh, co-writing "Up Where We Belong." 
Yes. Turn a gentleman. That's over. where that tones are kind of coming in. And there. we talked about that with the girls, I think, during the dirty dancing. I don't remember why. I think one of the, the backup singers was in that soundtrack. Okay. That sang with um Cocker on that. Cocker. Yeah. So we're now we're coming back around on the boys movie. Yep. And then uh one one <laughs> Kind of like weird, like Phil Spector. He one of his weird things was he was arrested on the show Cops while drunk, and he was brandishing <laughs> a firearm illegally, and called, got the police called on him. Nice, <laughs> so, hey, yeah. Jack, Jack. The plot thickens. <laughs> no, that's the way he ended it. Um, but in movies, good movies, he did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, okay, that did. makes sense because that was. Uh... Michael Douglas is like big breakthrough because he produced that. Oh, he okay. did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did uh, Starman, which I love that movie. Oh, my God. Like is Starman all score? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ah, but Jack. we can still do it at some point. We're yeah. going to have to do some scores and Starman. Oh, my God. Oh, I love my God. I fucking love Starman. Jesus. Fucking Christ. I wish I was Starman. Oh, my God. I wish I was Starman and then also just him in Against All Odds. You know what? I I want a combination of that, yeah. I might start just acting like Starman. (laughs) Isn't it just so fun the way he acts? Fine. I'll I'll just start acting like Powder. No, don't do that. Just be Starman with me. (laughs) All right, well, that's the whole soundtrack. That was pretty awesome. It was. Gosh. I, again... 10 songs. I know you didn't love the the score at the end. I still think it's pretty good. I might No, have, I don't I don't at least Maybe reverse, maybe you reverse the love, the love and the plot good. thickens. Maybe you reverse yeah. those and it ends I, on, on that I, note. I don't know. But maybe, that's I'm telling you it sounds like Jack Jack was trying to just make it be weird, so he did that. He kind of did I think You put it back to back maybe and then you have one more at the end that's an Islander song, like I said. Somebody out riffing off B- Bo, finish it out. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can look at a lot. You can look around on all the different ways to change it up, or that, or something that I don't even know. But then, like, like you could you could on. break up the freaks. But who wants to break up the freak zone? That's awesome. No, you don't break that up. That stays solid. No way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no one better damn touch that. What if you just? I mean, here's here's the bait, right? What if you throw? What if you just threw? What when the goal gets tough at the end? I don't know. All right, I kind of like just the say- beginning. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think, and then you got because I, I, I think, think oh, I'm in love stands on its own. I think the extra song would be Michael Douglas with some other type of drug, and then another like <laughs> random on his playlist. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and he would have found something. Yeah. yeah, we can't even come up with it. You know. Yeah, then, he would have just. We should okay. All of the are you ready for the sex girls listeners? Write Michael Douglas and say Michael Douglas take drugs and tell us what the eleventh song us, yeah, of the I'm Jewel of Denial soundtrack is. Yeah. Ooh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's an Easter egg on the War of the Roses. Oh yeah, yeah. it's what is song number one on War of the Roses? That's for next time. I haven't gone on you know check all that out. We have so many follow ups, and that's not even going to be called Corrections Corner. Now we're going to have to have no. like, follow up. I don't know something that starts with an F. Follow up. Uh, follow up lane. Follow up. 
Follow up freak zone. Follow up freaky zone. <laughs> <laughs> the freak's come on at night. Uh, did you have? You said you maybe had a Patrice. I I don't know if that's true. I mean, I was just gonna joke and say, just in general, it's Devito. Oh, um, true. I mean, just come on, yeah, and the ju- this, and the actual jewel of the Nile. Not yeah. a lot of like sex. Yeah, Joe. I mean, you know, Kathleen Turner is supposed to, I guess, be, but you're like, you don't really like her because she's like, she's kind of annoying. Yeah, and this. So, yeah. Because she was probably annoyed with doing the movie, so yeah. So it doesn't. Co- yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't ever. I wouldn't call her like somebody where you're like, "Oh, there's my Patrice." And then there's just really not a lot of other anything like that. Anything that, that in, in the movie, yeah, where you could be like, what about, "Okay, yeah, British pyrotechnic guy." Okay, I feel that <laughs> we're really stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard in this movie. I think the. I think in this scenario i go to the soundtrack i think the my uh my patrices are precious ruby yeah, you're right That's the wilson wilson dodgers houdini and no, billy and the ultimate the ultimate patrice billy ocean yeah i think i'd go precious ruby turner and billy ocean yeah and yep. then you know hugh masalika is playing the trumpet <laughs> and he's doing other things with the trumpet. We're not going to say it on the podcast. We Great in there. grass. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All with the uh, the angel from Disclosure watching. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like rotating around. <laughs> um, and I don't think there's Takashi because I don't even see where there's any song. There was an extra. Yeah. yeah. I think here's I think here's what it is. This is our first album of like Takashi's. It's like a whole album, yeah. basically, other than it, the first the song of Takashi's. Yeah. So that's they it. just made the album Takashi. So the, yeah. the Takashi is the album. And I this is a movie like no one sang a song or anything like that either. Yeah. Or anything like that. I don't so you don't know. have it. Yeah. Oh well. Well, that's okay. We don't always have to have one. But well, that's what I'm saying. Be, that's what it is. The whole album in and of itself. Yeah. No. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up everything. It so does. Final thoughts. I think we just reiterate. We thought the movie was like a three. Um, the soundtrack is obviously a lot better, like an yeah. eight. Yes. Still fun to do them both together because they tie together. And even though the Jewel great Jux, yeah, is great. not as, as yeah. good as the first one, it's still got like a lot of nostalgic 80s things in it that are funny and fun anyway, you know? So For sure, yeah. Don't and be- even even a racist Devito, like, and I mean a racist, not Devito himself, but being yeah. kind of uh, blanketly racist, mid eighties racist, is still better than and no Devito, right? So he's still Devito, so yeah. it's still funny. Yeah, uh, and him with with uh, yeah, that was that was it's a classic trilogy those three, which is funny, and he only breaks it with he he kind of one ups it with Arnold. Yeah, that's his ultimate straight man. Well, we'll uh, we'll be doing one next month. Yeah, we've got it's like we said, we got some summer leads. We've got some other leads. So we'll... we've got some other. <laughs> <laughs> Which is national <laughs> European vacation. Because Houdini's in that one too. Uh, oh God, yes, good. Good. All right. Well, Hot like we... in the city. city tonight. Tonight. All right. Um, should we head out? Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Al. So like we always say.
How much, How much romance, romance can, one can one woman take? take? <laughs> Thank you.